On this season of Green Shirt, a newbie's trek through the next generation. Commander, it seems that the subject Cameron has never watched Star Trek TNG. The crew continues their education of a pop culture anomaly. How am I still wet after coming out of the holodeck? Jordy, how many minutes do we have to talk about the holodeck before the ship explodes? Rob must grapple with the laws of quantum intimacy. Did he just have sex with that alien? God, no, Cameron, I assure you that nothing more than kissing happened. Horny organs. Bobby travels forward in time. Hey, noob, how many lights are in your room? I think there's four. And producer John attempts to keep the ship from falling apart. Rob, he tasks me. <sighs> nah, he really doesn't. What an exciting season of Green Shirt. Hello and welcome to Green Shirt, a newbie's trek through the next generation. I am Cameron, who only grew up with the NCC 1701 and sometimes A. Those were my Star Treks. But here to help me find the D, my trusty team of engineers, the Donatello to my Raphael, Rob Campbell. Oh, God. Uh, Cowabunga, but that's Michelangelo. Oh, well. They all say that. Okay. The cue to my Jimmy Bond, Miss Bobby Blue. It's a James Bond thing. Yeah, it's shaking that stirred, or you could. Oh. Uh, Try to return one piece this time, James. Oh yeah, you're you're the engineer that gives him his his, his oh, tools. My bad. And returning to the guest seat, the PV to my Rocketeer. Josh Alder. Hey, great to be back, guys. Thanks. Welcome. Happy to have you. Thank you. And here to blindly mash buttons and yell at us like an obsolete old man, only to pull our asses out of the fire when it really counts, producer John T. Bolds. Man, I love you guys, but I'm going to have to give this intro an NCC 1701F. Oh, no. <laughs> Bad grade. Bad grade. Yeah. Well, Josh, welcome back. It's been a while since you were here picking up clues right. in season four. Uh, any any furthering in your Star Trek experiences since then? Just uh, catching up on the latest series, you know, uh, Picard, Discovery. Uh, I, weirdly, I have not watched uh, the latest season of Lower Decks yet, which is weird for me, but I had uh, just a lot of other like kind of like backlog stuff like to watch and everything so still have that to enjoy and i've heard it's really good so nice it is it is it is awesome. have it, you've you've met some trek actors in the last year-ish haven't you yeah i met uh row city comic-con in portland i met uh wilson cruz and uh anthony rapp Sweet. nice and then uh there's a, a con coming in portland pretty soon and they're gonna have shatner frakes spiner and anson mount there so Wow. I think, think Cameron That's said right. he might go to that too. I got to. I'm obligated. Let's we'll put that on the green shirt credit card and go get some, <laughs> get some <laughs> autographs. Wait, that's just my credit card. That's just <laughs> mm-hmm. my Cameron's maxed credit out credit card. Yeah. You're not going to get very far on he it. He colored it green with a Sharpie. <laughs> well, this week we watched Relics. And I think I finally figured out what season six is all about, guys, because four was the family season, five was kind of like the high concept season, and six is obviously going to be. The transporter season. We're going <laughs> to dig deep into buffering yep. and signal degradation. Oh, man, I can't wait to talk some signal degradation yeah. with you guys all season. Boost the gain on the matter stream there, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I think I think I did actually pick up what the season might be about, but we'll we'll get into that. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, I don't even know. Some clues. 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 
We we start with a distress signal. I mean, that's always a great way to start an episode, I think. On the USS Janolin, which I don't... Uh, now I want to know what a Janolin is. What is So that the writer of the episode went to Australia for a Star Trek convention and went to the Janolin Caves. That's why. Oh. And so it's not mentioned in the episode, but the Janolin ship is part of the Sydney class, Sydney, Australia. Ah. So that's where the Janolin comes from. Interesting factoid in the episode, Janolin is misspelled on the uh, actual spaceship, but it didn't matter until they remastered the episodes in high definition. So, wow. I thought it was a ship named after this Instagram user, Jen Olin, who has 31 <laughs> posts and 59 followers. It's the, the USS oh, Jen Oh, man, Olin. I hope we just get her a whole bunch of followers Yeah, well, everybody now. follow Jen Olin. It's at Stan Stella uh, on Instagram. <laughs> Tell them that green shirt sent you. I hope she likes Star Trek. <laughs> All right. Well, the Enterprise runs into a space curb again. They're always... Yeah, I thought it was a, you know, again, a space iceberg, right? Space yeah. Spaceberg. But it's not that. We discover it's a what? Oh, yeah, it's a, a Dyson Sphere. A Dyson Sphere. This thing is pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah so the, Di- you know, cool. the Dyson Sphere is a real theory, and Freeman mm-hmm. Dyson is a real guy. And he postulated that in the 60s, and then later said, you know, that was just uh, it, it, a thought experiment. It was nonsense. Mm-hmm. But apparently he saw the episode, and he said that he thought, although the science behind the Dyson Sphere was, quote, nonsense, um, <laughs> he thought that the episode was was pretty fun. Yeah, it's just fun to get kind of some of this pop science, though, in the Star mm-hmm. Trek. At what age did he invent the Dyson Ball multi-floor uh, <laughs> um, uh, vacuum cleaner? <laughs> That's the only Dyson Sphere that really works. The suction. <laughs> the Dyson Ball. Incredible. Right, Dyson Ball and the Dyson Sphere. That's all he, it's like, I had an idea for a sphere, but all yeah. I could get was a ball. You know what? My I have that vacuum. It's it's amazing. Like yeah. the Dyson is worth it. No joke. No joke. I have four Dysons. <laughs> One for each kid. Exactly right. <laughs> this episode of Green Shirt, of course, brought to you by Dyson, as always. <laughs> right. I love you, Dyson. <laughs> well, yeah. Somehow this one race did figure out how to build a Dyson sphere. Like that's amazing. I'm assuming like the nonsense part is just getting enough material. Yeah. To- so much material. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. that mater- no solar system has that much raw material. They just uh, made it in a replicator. Probably they just oh, we just make yeah. each panel one at a time. <laughs> it's replicated. Well, the, the crazy thing is, is that. Nobody noticed this before. I mean, like, can you imagine the gravitational, like, uh, interference that having that huge sphere would uh, create? Like, we today could probably detect that. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah, but apparently, apparently, when they were writing this episode, they thought about having a, like, uh, a not completed Dyson sphere. Like, mm, and having that. That like, would be cool. Right. And, and, and honestly, yeah. I think. As much as I love this episode, and it's really hard for me to critique this episode because of my emotional <laughs> attachment to it, I think that might have been a little bit better. But then you wouldn't have, obviously, the end of the episode where things go crazy. That wouldn't you wouldn't have right, the mystery yeah. of it. So I understand yeah, why they had to get trapped inside. Yeah, right, yeah. Exactly. Personally, I have a theory that the Dyson sphere is actually flat. So it's actually okay. a flat, <laughs> a flat Dyson, flat a Dyson sphere. flat yeah. sphere. Maybe that's that why it's uninhabited because people like uh, destroyed each other over like the flat. The, the the flat spheres versus like the round spheres. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's build one, you guys. Okay, get it. Put it on. We'll put it on the green shirt card. Well, Elon must do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to like really kind of a spot all the background actors. They're really reusing these background actors a lot. There's Zool there. There's mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm sure we'll probably talk about the pilot today. Mm-hmm. 
but it's kind of funny because like so these people obviously work with the bridge crew all the time we see them like every other episode they're working they're in these high stakes moments and everything the bridge crew just ignores the shit out of them they never take them on any away missions yeah unless they need him to die i mean they're like so. yeah which haven't hasn't happened much lately they haven't sacrificed a lot of crew members and it's been a while right mm-hmm. since they've Sacrifice. Yeah, TNG doesn't kill off a lot. Not really. We'll just want a ship when you know an explosion on the bridge or whatever that might right. take. Yeah, mm-hmm. get some console rocks in there. Yeah. Right, <laughs> console rocks. Um, so they transport over to the Janolan. Janolan. The air is a very good vintage, apparently. Right? Stale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they expect to find. What do you think they expect to find? They get their phasers out right away, but it seems. Mm-hmm. I mean. No, dude. Wait, do they get their phasers out right away? Mm-hmm. No, kind of. Worf again does a slow <laughs> drop. Well, they don't think they. I'm surprised they got him out at all. There didn't seem to be much danger there. Yeah, I, I don't but know then, why they. But then Worf goes, oh. oh. I mean, <laughs> I'm making up the sound effects for him. But like, no, he does bring it out. Like, what if there's a danger here? It's like, why don't you have that out ready to get? Like, did right. Well, so what I was expecting was a literal skeleton crew, especially after we find out that Aww. everyone else died on impact, but mm-hmm. they don't seem to find that. Did, did Scotty and Franklin eat the crew? Yeah. I, I assume okay. they uh, probably like uh, jettison their bodies out. That's what, that's my guess. Yeah. That's kind of, that's, oh, sure. that's standard Star Trek procedure is you, you, jet, you jettison <laughs> your guys out of, out of the torpedo bay. So. Only if you've got an empty torpedo tube to put them in though. Well, they always seem to have some empty torpedo tubes around. That's true. That's true. I never thought about the missing bodies. That's a good point. Yeah. For some reason, I was like, I don't care where they are. How would you guys handle your dead bodies on a spacecraft? Eat them. Uh, yeah. Boink them. Boink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to die. No one's around to judge me. Well, Franklin's yeah. there to judge you, but. <laughs> it was Franklin's idea. Oh, Franklin. He deserved better. You think it's the same Franklin from the um, Charlie Brown universe? <laughs> I don't know. That's a weird. I just kind of wish they'd gone all out and been like, "Well, let's see what parts come back." And it you know, <laughs> yeah. energized oh, yeah. the transporter stream. Yeah. They they do find the signal that's still in the uh in the buffer. So, I'll have to mm-hmm. tell you that in uh the novelization, uh it does mention that Picard has like an intuition because they're like, "Why are you why are in such a hurry? Who cares?" He's like, "Just something, intuition." Yep. <laughs> oh. Huh. The old Picard tingle, yep, exactly. The Scotty, he's got his Scotty sense is tingling. Yep. He's like, I feel, like, I feel a Scotty in the. Why, why, why are you saying that? Who's in the transport, oh, Rob? Oh Who's, well, with only it? with only point zero zero three percent signal degraded, it's Scott. I don't know. I've never seen a transporter jury rigged like this before. Could someone survive inside a transporter buffer for seventy five years? I know a way to find out. Yeah, sounds like a party trick, Jordy. I know. Yeah. Find out. <laughs> yeah, which? What do you think the point oh three percent was degraded on? That's him? what I wondered. <laughs> His butthole, <laughs> nostril hair. I think he, as soon as he went pee, he was like, "Motherfucker, yeah. my penis." Yeah, he's like, "This is much smaller than it used to be." Uh, it's Franklin's dick is on me. I'd recognize that dick anywhere. <laughs> it's it's definitely not Scotty's belly. That did not drink at all. What if they brought back? What if they brought back forty-seven percent of Franklin? No, I wondered that oh. actually. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. What would happen? Right. I was going to ask you guys, what percent do you think of degradation is worth bringing back? Mm. I wonder. Yeah, probably not a lot. Three percent. I'm not even tiny. sure. Yeah, it has to be tiny. Yeah, we're joking about Scotty's penis, but like it could be like. <laughs> I mean, most of it's just probably like blood cell, like some of your organs, right, like yeah. you know, like yeah. one thing's out of place. 
But Scotty did say 53% or whatever. It's, it's too much. He's gone. But what is not too much? Right. Well, well probably less than 1%. I, I yeah, bet, I bet so. Yeah. I think any more than 1%, you're probably fucked. What's really interesting about this, I thought, uh, is that this transporter loop story, or the, the plot point, that was actually pitched by a freelance writer. And mm. they were like, yeah, we don't want your, you don't, we don't want your script, but we want that specific part. Oh. So they paid him just for that, just for that transporter loop part. Just for the techno babble. Exactly. Nice. And then how much was that techno babble worth? I don't know. Standard, uh, like whatever they call it, scale yeah. or whatever. Probably got 500 bucks for it or whatever. And they just kind of like had it in the hopper, just like, it, we'll use this sometime, you know. And they... We are going to be talking about <laughs> transporters all season long, guys. So we'll use it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Remember yeah. this. <laughs> Um, should we look yeah. up Scotty's IMDb? Go ahead, Cameron. <laughs> I'm always curious about these guys. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to know that. I was just going to say, like, you know, when I started this podcast, I did not know that James Doohan made an appearance in uh, the TNG. Oh, you can't yeah. have a Star Trek podcast for five years on Twitter, though, without discovering it. So I did know that he was coming at some point. Uh, but now I'm curious, like, who else is coming? Because they had Bones. They had Spock. I, I, I didn't know about Spock. When's Sulu going to make an appearance? Do you want the? You don't want the spoiler, right? I shouldn't tell don't you. Don't actually right? tell okay. me. But I am curious. Okay. I mean, I would love to see Sulu check yeah. off or Uhura make an appearance. I won't tell you. Um, how many? Before we look, how many? Um, I wonder how many credits you think he has. I kind of want to play a game that once in a while. Uh, where probably you... like eighty-seven, yeah. eighty, ninety-one. Yeah, ninety-one. I would say probably from like because he was in World War II, lost a middle finger in Normandy. Um, so mm-hmm. probably wasn't acting oh. until the fifties. And then, you know, after Star Trek, he was probably typecast pretty hard. So I'm going to say, no. I'm going to say 50-ish, oh. I guess. Cameron, what was your number? 60. I'm going to guess 12. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's see here. Uh, 108. 108. Oh, no, I should have known better because all the voice acting he did. Oh, that's right. He did play a Scotty and Loaded Weapon. I was going to bring this up actually later, but I'll bring it up now. And that is that, you know, in uh, the original series and in the animated series specifically, when they wanted to cut budget and not hire other people, they would have James Doohan primarily and Majel Barrett do any off-screen voiceovers, like all the time. So he actually made quite a living uh, doing voiceover just in Star Trek. Um, And I'm sure he did. I'm sure there's more here than he did. But, you know, he does a lot of like... um, pop in roles here but you can kind of see like he did a lot of like you know deputy number one lieutenant this blah 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 and then he kind of right pops in this Uncle, yeah. bewitched yeah everyone loves scotty right <laughs> do they uh, i think so i gotta admit i'm not a huge fan of scotty oh. really fantasy island knight rider 2000 and homeboys in outer space yeah <laughs> Uh, Duckman and stopped acting when he died in 2005. I did want to note that he's in a movie called The Satan Bug. Oh, fun. Mm, don't uh, get that. And then also right after that was Willie McBean and his magic machine. So <laughs> let's, maybe we'll hold watch on, this hold on, hold on. one day. Go back and read the description of Willie McBean's magic machine. I need to watch, I right, watch little, that. Little Willie McBean joins up with a Mexican monkey named Pablo to travel back in time and stop the evil professor Von Rotten from changing history. Look at the director, Arthur Rankin Jr. Oh, hey, it's Rankin yeah. from Rankin Bass. Yeah, exactly. Nice. All right. Well, thank you to James Dewan. I'm sure you're going to go places. Great job in this little <laughs> this little role that you've done. Even though you've been dead for 17 years. <laughs> and your remains have been launched into outer space. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. Nice. Yep. It is uh, funny. I mean, we, I know why 
this happen, but like how many of the original crew's fates are tied to being lost in time? Right. Well, Spock wasn't, was he? Spock, yeah. Oh, he got the, lost in a whole separate timeline. Right, 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 himself. Right. Of course, Kirk got lost to some weird nexus. Yeah, right, whatever. the nexus. And then brought himself back in a series of uh, novels. Oh. Is there an explanation <laughs> for why the Enterprise happened across Scotty in this episode of Star Trek? Oh. Like, what are the odds right. of yeah, happenstance. this particular starship finding it? So I watched an interview with, uh, it was like a, a promo while they were filming this episode. Because they made they didn't make it a secret that Scotty was in it. I even watched the original promo off of the Blu-ray, uh, where they're like mm-hmm. Scotty return, like a, a, a face from the past returns to the Enterprise, right? And it's like Scotty is back on Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh yeah, no, they're going to sell it on that. Oh, oh yeah, they yeah. absolutely yeah, sold yeah. it. And, you know, they interviewed him and they said, you know, they people asked me, would you ever want to be on the Next Generation when it started? And at this point, you know, the series was on for six years, and he said he didn't want to be on it because quote he did not want to be old. He said, you know, uh, you know, DeForest Kelly was in the pilot and he said and right. he was like head to toe wrinkles. I think the quote was he said that there wasn't uh, there wasn't one inch of his body that wasn't covered in five wrinkles. Uh, so he was really <laughs> excited when they decided to um, basically bring him into the storyline at his then current age. He was 72 when he did the episode. And then make it about how he's old. Right, exactly. And apparently he wasn't uh, he didn't want to watch the show for years it was his kids that told him he should watch the mm. show and they got him to watch it and he was like all right this show's not bad mm. yeah he went through a series of like no it'll never be as good and then he he finally started watching he's like mm, okay they have their own yeah stage now i respect it <laughs> yeah it was I, I was wondering i kind of wanted them to be like because there's a high probability that bones is still alive oh, yeah. like i mean we saw him five years ago he might still be uh kicking around like they don't want to tell scotty about that they don't want to I wonder if they're sending like a message to Romulus to be like, you know, Spock, your old buddy turned up. Well, they 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 thought about Bones. They thought about Bones. They thought Uhara. They thought about a bunch of people. But <laughs> what I read, they and maybe you saw this too. They said, right? Oh, Bones is too old. <laughs> right. He's got to be like <laughs> way too old. And I thought, well, Scotty's like funny, right? Like we can write comedy. <laughs> it makes more sense that he's the only one out of the original cast. They thought about Shatner. They thought about a bunch of things. They thought, oh, let's not open that wormhole. Right. But with Scotty, like, what kind of wormholes are with Scotty? He's just going to say lads and lassies a lot. And, you know, there's not going to be a lot. He's going to ask for some scotch. It's going to be an easier play without fucking up the whole Star Trek, yeah. like, multiverse well it's funny because i i knew this was going to be the scotty episode so i was like hey honey let's come come watch the tng with me it's going to be a funny one it's 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 going to be great laugh her ass off uh not so much oh she did really interesting dark sad oh yeah uh, almost existentialist episode (laughs) yeah it really is um so it made a lot of sense for me to have him in this episode because if you look at the tos characters there's the big three obviously and then he was always kind of like the next one. Yeah, like, 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 like he was probably number four on the call sheet, I would, I would, I would say. say so. Right, yeah. for sure. I it it kind of makes sense to have him yeah. on there. I guess. Uh, speaking of the numbers on the call sheet, he does reference number one. Let's play that clip. The Enterprise. I should have known. I bet Jim Kirk himself hauled the old gal out of mothballs to come looking for me. Nope. Apparently nope. not. Sorry, Scotty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Especially it's like, hey, Scotty, you know, the. It's later established, like, yeah, you were there when Kirk died. Right. Or so, yeah. <laughs> but oh. that hadn't been established. So, yet, yeah. So. I've, it, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, in Generations, he's there in the Enterprise B. Oh, he is. That's right. He, obviously, Generations hadn't come out when this uh, episode right. was written. Yeah. And so, 
they later retconned it and said, you know, he just came out of a transport. He's not going to realize. And then also it's Jim Kirk. He's probably just assuming he showed up no, at some point. Just okay, fine. So yeah. that's the other thing is that I read that apparently there was kind of like an idea by the writers and the general like Star Trek, like um, producers and stuff like that, that maybe Scotty held out that, you know, Kirk had found a way to cheat death once again. And so, right. Yeah. yeah. You just assume. right. Yeah. Right. Which, which actually he did because he got ripped into the Nexus. So, yeah. So, yeah, this is the, you know, the scene where like Worf comes in, he gives Worf the old Klingon oh, eyes. Yeah. We, we've seen that a couple of right. times. And then uh, Riker says something like, we've got a lot to talk about, which was basically almost the exact same line from Cause and Effect, the end of Cause and Effect, when Picard tells that to Frazier. And mm-hmm. that's what this episode felt like to me. It was kind of like the fans were like, you know, the end of that one episode was really interesting. What happened there? And this episode's like, this is what would have happened right. there. Right. Good point. And that's what I kind of feel like season six is, is. It's kind of the meta season so far. Like we are kind of answering questions the fans have had. We're world building. We're talking about the transporters, which is really this was a writing tool for the original show. And now they're kind of building it out and like giving it rules. And now they're, you know, they're going like, oh, yeah, you you like the end of that last episode? Let's make a whole episode that refers to right. that. If they did a, a ship uh, if they took they put uh, Scotty on Fraser's ship and maybe filled the whole ship with other people lost in time. Who else could they put? Uh, they like it's like a super <laughs> That's team. What That's what I wanted the end uh, to be. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, of course. <laughs> but there's like that Wall Street banker and yeah. uh, like the banjo player, or whatever from uh, <laughs> that they froze. Maybe Mark just Twain. That, yeah, the Romulan that just got pushed out into space for for some reason. He's there. <laughs> <laughs> Not people lost in space. Yeah, Mark Twain just shows up every one, every once in a while. <laughs> That's good. Call him up. Yeah, I just I, I want that spinoff of just all the all the people out of time flying around and solving problems. Right. There's the that's just a lot of scenes with Jordy and Scotty. It's like two like you know a third of this episode at least are just those two. Sure, yeah, walking and talking or yeah. you know. I did see Jordy grab while they're walking and talking. Jordy kind of grabs his his arm in a sling. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, answer, the, yeah. answer me this." It looks like he he didn't grab it right by the injury, but he kept he kept kind of touching the injured arm. I was like, "Yeah, they took a long time to get him to medical care." Yeah, he didn't really want to go. He took a long time for him to get into clean clothes. Oh, Jesus. yeah, <laughs> that's what I was right. gonna say. The exact same pair. Do you think you washed the pair that he carried around dead bodies in, or you just oh, replicated yeah. the exact replicated same outfit? It. Or they, or they just have like you know white turtlenecks and stock. I mean, I we actually had a Scotty uh, wax museum here on the Enterprise. You could just take that outfit. Yeah, right. Well, Picard, Picard does mention the Fleet Museum, so maybe they just. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they bring up the holodeck before they mention getting him to med bay. I love. They're quick to mention the holodeck to visitors right. these days. That's how they make their money back. I also like, kind of figure that medical care in the 24th century is just so. Like, like 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 breaking like breaking an arm is like all right whatever it's like like a band-aid why even mention it we'll get you to the neosporin cry baby uh but yeah i think we i think we have the lines around that that shoulder pat which might explain jordy's little awkwardness there yeah but locking it into a diagnostic cycle so that the pattern wouldn't degrade and then cross-connecting it with the phase inducers to provide a regenerative power source that's absolutely brilliant well, I think it was only 50% brilliant. 53%. Frankly, exactly. deserves better. You know, I think you're going to enjoy the 24th century, Mr. Scott. We've made some pretty <laughs> incredible advances these last 80 years. 
Just awkward engineers being she, awkward yeah. engineers. <laughs> like, damn, Jordy, just going to let that one lay on the floor, huh? <laughs> that's the interesting thing about the difference between Jordy and Scotty in this. I think that's the only reason I like this episode, honestly, is that you get a juxtaposition of engineers. But then I realized, is Jordy even really want to be an engineer like right i mean he is the head engineer but i'm chief engineer but i don't know like he's i like that i don't know i just i love that we get some kind of yeah fleshing out of jordy like we learned that jordy is like a boy scout engineer and that we didn't really know that before and it'll be interesting to see if he's like learns from scotty and starts adding in buffer time and stuff i mean that's the other meta thing right it's like it's taking all these scotty tropes and kind of defining them and giving them a reason and well that's yeah. the thing is that's, that that's the fun stuff that the tos crew is so caricaturized that they don't really i think hit in the same level they they do in the 90s no. mm-hmm. yeah but it is interesting to see what scotty doesn't know so right Scotty put it know. in there. Oh, yes. ooh. <laughs> you put, put a song put the clip of the song <laughs> in, in there so the the writer of this episode, Ronald D. Moore, huge TOS fan. He was mm-hmm. not supposed to be assigned to write this episode. He asked to write this episode, and uh, I forgot Berman or whoever it was said, "Well, like, let's figure out um, who's supposed to write this episode, and we'll see if they want to do it." And the guy who was supposed to write it said, "I'm not a TOS guy. I shouldn't touch this at all." So they let Ronald D. Moore do it, and nice. and and basically his idea was that. The, it was really important for him to have the difference between Scotty and Jordy because mm-hmm. he said, you know, Scotty never wanted to be anything else but an engineer. He was always wanted to be in the engine room. He spent his his free time reading technical journals. You know, basically him being on the ship was his life. Um, that's all he ever wanted to do. Whereas Jordy, you know, we saw Jordy. Jordy loves what he does. He kind of ends up there. It's It's clear he enjoys being an engineer. He's good at it. But we also, we know that Jordy, you know, he likes to relax and do things and try futilely to date women. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's... He doesn't love the ship the same way. Yeah, Scotty I mean, does. like, Scotty, like, has he calls the ship, like, he, you know, he says, like, you know, it's like uh, the first time you fall in love with a woman, it's never going to be the same ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, I think that's really interesting, this kind of, like, you know, you have, like, this this career guy who he didn't want to do anything else and he feels so out of place in this time frame because he's no longer useful the way he used to be. He used to be the miracle worker. He, we, we find out, I mean, he's the guy who's like writing like literally like, like parts of the technical journals about impulse power. Mm-hmm. Not only is the woman he loves dead, but like, they just don't have women like that. Anymore. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. And he's, he's basically just completely i mean he's a relic i mean <laughs> uh, oh wait wait a second that it's they don't they don't say that line in the show i don't think so but in the novelization it's there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well they say they say the thesis plenty of times right oh yeah absolutely yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But speaking of what Scotty doesn't know, we do wind up down in the engineering. I mean, we learn a little more about the Dyson Sphere. I don't know if we want to talk. There's a, there's apparently a G-type star, a gangsta-type star inside the right. sphere. Really, we get down to Jordy <laughs> finally reluctantly lets uh, Scotty help him out in engineering, and uh, it doesn't go so well. I do love Jordy's little like fist bump on the computer to make it work. I don't know what that was, <laughs> but I loved yeah. it. But Scotty also, in different parts, like hits back like a, a thing being like a... Um, yeah, right after the... They're both yeah. kind of like... They're like jockeying for what alpha like it's it's Robin John going to like I can I can do a thing. <laughs> right. It is. Yeah. It is. 
I'm the young current engineer. Rob is the, you know, (laughs) relic. I'm not going to say that, but I, there are points where I liked Scott. It was like, you didn't really hit that in, right? That little, see, I'm not very mechanical. I saw that too. Yeah. uh, The panel, the the panel panel cover. And it looked like Scotty kind of looked like he might have improvised that little, it looks like, it looked like a little bit like um, LeVar Burton was struggling to put the thing back and it almost looked like. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I think there's a point where he's, uh, fucking with the warp corn, Scotty's like, don't. Or, I mean, uh, Jordy's like, the crystals, and they yeah. both, they both kind of like shut it together, like they uh-huh. latch. Uh-huh. Right, yeah, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah some people, you know, some of the people on Twitter who didn't give this a super high rating, one of the their problems was they didn't love how uh, mean Jordy was to Scotty. I think Jesse B. That was one of her issues. I mean, but I get it. Like Scotty is in there, just like fucking pushing buttons doesn't know what he's right. doing like we've had people like show up at our jobs where you're right. just like please no i have everything a certain stop oh you don't actually know better well also yeah. scotty's not like the i think the the most endearing character from tos sorry like he's forgettable in a way hot takes hot takes <laughs> right yeah scotty's favorite episode of tng is probably darmok right oh boy <laughs> So, uh, you know, the director, um, Alexander Singer, if you look at his IMDb page, he had directed so much stuff, right? He even Mm -hmm. directed uh, Mission Impossible, which was on the Paramount lot while they were filming the TOS show. And uh, he apparently had always wanted to direct a Star Trek episode, but it didn't work out. I think he may have been in the mix, but it didn't work out. And Apparently, he, being such a huge fan of TOS, said that uh, he had some trepidation about the antagonistic LaForge-Scott relationship and did not agree with Ronald D. Morris' assessment. What he wanted, he wanted to know that it wasn't going to destroy Jordy's character. Um, mm-hmm. he, we needed to know that Jordy was right. Um, I mean, who is this guy who's hanging around engineering and giving me a hard time? And he said he... he he realized that as long as Jordy played it straight and eventually mm-hmm. made him, as long as we eventually see Jordy see Scotty's point of view, um, that we could be like sympathetic of where Jordy's coming yeah. from. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you have Jordy hero worshiping him from the beginning, right. that story doesn't right. have anywhere to go. Right. I mean, I think my issue might be that like Jordy's acting like they're under high stakes situation, but they're not really. They're just kind of investigating this weird thing they came across. They're I think yet. if the stakes had been a little right. higher, it might have made more sense for him to be kind of as heated as he was. I don't know. Like Jordy just is like, oh, you want an hour, Captain? I can do it in an hour. Like he's just like, yes. just check this off. He's just, yeah. he's type A. He's he's calm. He's collective. Scotty's like, when do we get off and take some scotch and fuck some ladies? You know, like. <laughs> How many ladies have you banged on this engineering panel? What? Oh, you know you have, laddie. <laughs> John, can we play my clip from uh, 1634? Yep. I love this exchange right here. Do you mind a little advice? Starfleet captains are like children. They want everything right now, and they want it their way. But the secret is to give them only what they need, not what they want. Yeah, well, I told the captain I'd have this analysis done in an hour. How long would it really take? An hour. Oh, you didn't tell him how long it would really take, did you? Of course I did. Oh, laddie. You've got a lot to learn if you want people to think of you as a miracle worker. Now listen, Captain Scott, I've tried to be patient, I've tried to be polite, but I've got a job to do here. And quite frankly, you're in the way. I was driving starships 
while your great-grandfather was still in diapers. Diapers. I think you'd be a little grateful for some help. I'll leave you to work, Mr. LaForge. But here's the thing. Scotty's basically saying, like, the only reason I'm seen as, like, the greatest engineer is because I fucking lied. Yeah. 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 Also, that conversation was missing Jordy muttering, you're the one in diapers now. (laughs) (laughs) No. Diapers. Diapers. Are are we going to do a Scotty off now, Bobby? No, no. no, no, I, I can't do that. I'm just saying, like, he basically says, I mean, if Scotty is supposedly this i mean i like i liked the original series a lot but basically scotty's showing up and saying oh you know how i you know matey how i got away with it i just fucking lied i said i was gonna take two hours it took one hour they thought i was a genius i mean i love it that's good retconning that's saying like yeah how did he always manage to do something just in the nick of time oh because he told the captain it would take longer than it would actually take so when the captain says do it in half the time he can do it in yeah, half the time yeah there's a line in Star Trek 3 I meant to go rewatch but there's something like that where he kind of like alludes to the fact that he, he kind of like manufactures the idea of like he's America mm-hmm. but what I've always taken it as is not not so much as him lying as him uh, coming up with extremely creative ways to like mm-hmm. you know work as we see later I mean like the whole Geordie thing about him being like how did you even think about you know uh you know jury rigging this transporter like that it's just, it just doesn't make any sense like nobody nobody's mind works that way to except mm-hmm. scotty's does and I, that's mm-hmm. i've always taken it that way is that not so much that he was lying the whole time just that like he was constantly having to figure out ways to do things that kirk and others wanted him to do that or that didn't make sense he was telling them how long it would take a normal engineer sure mm-hmm. exactly yeah. Right. yeah right but also like scotty's a phenomenal engineer like he's smart he 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 shows that in this episode i'm just saying i think like also there's something self-deprecating this because i think he didn't need i think he's kind of joking in a way i don't sure. i don't believe that he lied about every we've got only 12 minutes and he's like ha it's six minutes. So I'm gonna have six minutes where I smoke a cigar now. Like I don't yeah. believe that he's like trying to be like, "Woo, I gotta go jack off in the bathroom." <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't believe he's like, "Woo, Captain Kurt's a fucking moron." Woo. You know? I do. I do kind of like that. You know, we're learning that he kind of thinks pretty highly of himself. Oh, he yeah. thinks he is the one keeping the ship together, and it's not the captain. Like it's it's really him, and he's kind of manipulating the captain into doing what needs to be done. And I, I don't know. I like that about. About this revelation, I think that's what I didn't like about it is they make him look like he's a joke, and he's not. He's a he's the engineer, right? You don't even like Scotty, Bobby. I don't. I mean, I do, (laughs) but i I don't like the caricaturing after the original series ended. I don't like it. I don't like his character in the movies. I don't like i. So what Bobby's saying is she doesn't like old people. Oh no, just like Jordy. You're such a Jordy, Bobby. (laughs) Hey. I made out with an 89-year-old this year, so I love... Okay, well, we'll, we'll put a pin yeah. in that. We're yeah. coming back. And you know who it was? Scotty. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, well, right. okay. Yeah, that's fair. No, it's fair. No, I'd lo- it's not uh, that. It's not that. Trust me. I like that, that Scotty comes in and is like, captains are like children. Right. While he was just got done yes. acting like a child in the engineering page, yeah. just like pushing buttons and opening you things. You know, I was thinking of this, and that is... Uh, remember the episode, the TOS episode, The, the Trouble with Tribbles? Uh, there's that whole moment where Kirk has everyone lined up trying to figure out who started this gigantic fight with the Klingons. And he talks to Scotty and he's like, he called the Enterprise a garbage scowl. Mm-hmm. And he did this and that. And he's like, 
hold on, hold on a sec. You didn't start the fight when he insulted me, meaning Kirk, only when he uh, insulted the Enterprise. And you know the th- the thing is, is that for Scotty, the relationship he had with Kirk was they were friends, but also it was very professional, almost antagonistic. Like, all right, all right, all right. the uh, relationship that Jordy has with Picard is much more like almost like father son. Mm-hmm. Like he mm-hmm. goes to he yeah. goes to Picard for advice all the time. It's right. a di- very different relationship, and I think because of that, Jordy has Jordy's like I can't lie to the captain. Mm-hmm. I can't betray his trust. Like if it's going to take an hour, of course I'll tell him it takes an hour. And and he kind of feels yeah. that he kind of feels that pressure. He feels that pressure because not because he wants to be seen as a miracle worker, but because he wants to be seen as a professional, somebody who is capable and somebody who is dependable. And also mm-hmm. we didn't see like the, the relationship, like when, when the original series started, they were apprehensive about Kirk. They didn't. They didn't trust him. They didn't trust his decision making. That's why. That's what that series was kind of based off of, right. like following him eventually. Right. TNG starts with like everybody loves Picard. Right. Like no, they don't have to go through that. Mm-hmm. There's no yeah. bones. There's no like. Oh god damn it, Kirk. You know, like right. none of that exists really. The the relationship I just always saw between uh, Scotty and, and Kirk is that Scotty loves that Kirk puts him in positions where he has to be a miracle worker yes. he pushes the ship to do impossible right. things and scotty loves that Absolutely. about him yeah 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 also that you know kirk is in the beginning of tos he's like 34 35 he's really young mm-hmm. scotty bones they're all like a decade older than him at least so i mean he's young and brash picard is 10 12 years at the time of tng he started he was what like 42 43 44 can't remember how old he is but mm-hmm. yeah, in his 40s I think uh, uh, we may have, not that it's important, I think we may have skipped over the role of uh, Ensign uh, Bellhop, who takes, <laughs> who shows, who shows oh, Scotty his, I like that. his I quarters. I like that. I like that scene a lot. Oh, right. It's Ensign Kane. Ensign Kane, it's Eric Weiss. Except he's a total dick yeah. to Captain Scotty. No, he's got his job to do. He does have That's to That's bullshit. Yeah, I relate. This is fucking Scotty. They really should have hired somebody just to listen to Scotty. They should have just had somebody. Well, this guy had, like, you know, he's everybody's got their duties to do, and they should have just been like, hey, yeah. wait, let's assign a somebody who's off duty to go just listen yeah. to Scotty's Maybe stories. Maybe a counselor that they have on the right. ship to go talk to the man out of time. They did. They cut a I scene. Understand. They cut a scene with Troy and him. Right. They did. I heard. what? Yeah. What? I. I gotta believe that would have. I mean, I understand they had a timeline. I don't know what else they would have cut, but I actually just watched that scene. Uh, I, I watched that scene on the Blu-ray uh, like an hour ago. I mean, everybody's complaining about their treatment of Scotty, but like the episode's about how he's overlooked. Like it's about how he's getting you know treated yeah. like an old man who does uh, is becoming irrelevant. That's the whole. Well, this theme is of the, the only scene that bothered me in the, in the whole episode of how Scotty was treated. It, it didn't bother me how LaForge was like, look, you're in the way. I got shit to do. It didn't bother me mm-hmm. any other way except for this fucking peon. I was Why? like, what Show. did he do? He did exactly <laughs> what he's supposed to do. He oh, showed I, the guy's room. He offered him a bigger room. Here's your gigantic room. If you like, go to a hotel, and you're going to hang out with a bellhop all hey, day because that's exactly what this role is. If your job is to deliver like an amazing older Starfleet person that just magically showed up 74 years later, you probably be like, Do you need anything else? Can I stay? He probably Can I doesn't rub your even feet? know that who Scotty is. Like, well, yeah. that's bullshit. I love it. Like, like, he doesn't care. This is like to me that like one of the dumbest scenes in the the whole episode. I don't, <laughs> I don't buy know, I, totally, I don't buy it. I think, at all. I think there's different, I think there's two different types of people in the world. There's the people who love to listen to old people's yeah. stories, and there's 
people like me who are just like, okay, I I don't care. I, I'm sorry. I don't I don't know any of these people okay. you're talking about. Well, the guy that delivers Captain Scott to his gigantic room on the Enterprise D has other shit to do besides talk yeah. to a fucking history legend. That guy's got a holodeck what, to get he's to. He's got other oh. guests to take oh. to their rooms. He's got all he's kinds of people. He's a lower decker. I mean, <laughs> he's got stuff to do. <laughs> you know what? Fuck that. That guy was an asshole. He's my, I hate him. The, he runs on the hamster wheel that runs the ship. So if he doesn't get back Man. down there, ship stops. I think Cameron makes a good point, and I will say this. Uh, anybody who is a fan of college basketball, listen to a basketball game uh, with color commentary from Bill Walton, and you will oh, yeah. know exactly. I mean, that guy. Uh, I, so I'm a University of Oregon fan and alum, and he does a lot of our games. And boy, the fan base is really divided amongst whether they like Bill Walton or not, because he will just go and talk about Grateful Dead concerts, and he'll mm-hmm. talk about like what he ate for dinner and how he went over here and how it, it's hilarious. I find it hilarious and awesome and i love it but other people absolutely hate it bill walton is like uh he's such a historical presence in this part of he's like that's i don't think that's that's fair it's not like he jumped 75 years in the future and was like why isn't anybody listening to me talk about basketball it sounds like half the people don't appreciate bill walton for what he's what he's He's done amazing right and uh, just like scotty there are people that don't give a shit about bill walton You don't have to like the guy, but I think it's a very realistic portrayal. Well, it doesn't be wondering. I've always wondered, you know, so you think about this, right? Who in in our time frame, who would be somebody who lived, who was famous, whether they're an actor or whatever, 75 Mm -hmm. years ago? If if they if they came forward now, who who would that be? Who people would be divided over, right. thinking that would yeah. be a big deal? Well, like yeah, somebody. If I was working at a hotel and somebody was like, "Hey, Fatty Arbuckle is here. Go take him up to his room." I don't know. <laughs> I, I might hang around to listen to him. I might not. I'm not sure. You know, like right, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. Like if it was an old actor, I'd be like, "Yeah, tell me all your stories." But if it's like, I don't, it's like a civil rights activist, I'm probably gonna be like, "Okay, do you need anything else?" Thanks for everything you did. I'm going to go now. If Drew Barrymore in 35 years is like, did you see me in Firestarter? <laughs> did you see I will me? tell me everything about Firestarter yeah, and yeah. Drew I Barrymore. Mean, I don't know. But that this this guy obviously is not an engineer. Yeah, this guy doesn't know who he is. He doesn't okay, care. Okay, wait. I just looked this up. Okay, so in 1947, 70, 75, 75 years ago, the top <laughs> money-making stars were Bing Crosby, Betty Grable, Ingrid Bergman, Gary Cooper, Humphrey Bogart, Bob Hope, Clark Gable, Gregory Peck, Claudette Colbert, and Alan Ladd. Yeah, but you just listed all the Jim Kirks, not the Montgomery <laughs> yeah. okay, Scott. That's yes. a great point. Who are all yeah, the fourth? You. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Good point. Thank you. Thank you for that. So, uh, so history's worst monster is played by Eric Weiss. Um, this is <laughs> he's in fourteen things, starting in hey, he was in Full House and Murder She Wrote. So mannequin, mannequin on, on the, the moon is how he started. Wow. Uh, that is the sequel? No. Yeah, Mannequin that is, 2. No, that's the, a, move, that's the right. sequel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mannequin. my God. There's a Mannequin 2? You've yes. never seen oh, it? Oh, yes, you there is. It? Go watch it now. Mannequin yeah. 2 is kind of... It is. It even better. There's two episodes. as he, He's Edson Kane in two episodes of, of TNG. Oh, okay. Um, and then he has Well, House. he wasn't summarily fired after this. Rigby then. the Rhino <laughs> in Full House. And then Stefan <laughs> in Deep Space Nine. He worked for like six and, years. Uh, yeah. And then Melrose Place. And then he stopped working in 1997. And uh, hasn't been hasn't been heard of since. Yeah, so that's Eric Weiss. All right, Eric. If that's a current photo, Eric, you are delicious. Oh, dude. <laughs> he he aged well for sure. I will black, give him that. Blacklisted for his uh, for his portrayal in TNG, where he 
That was just a character I was playing. No, you do not disrespect Montgomery Scott. a geriatric man who had just suffered a transporter loop accident. It's so So I do have a question. Uh, You know, we get this delightful scene at the end where Jordy is telling him about the uh, uh, galaxy's child. Oh, yeah. Basically, and they sour the milk. I love that moment. I love the callbacks. (laughs) Are the stories... Scotty tells are those callbacks to episodes, or is that all invented? No, Some the, the Dolman of Elas, yeah, that's an episode. Um, and oh, then, nice. uh, uh, he says, uh, Argelius, that's that's what that's Wolf okay. Yeah, nice, yeah. okay, cool, cool, cool. Those are all real because, like I said, like I said, Ronald D. Moore was a huge TOS fan, so he stuck those in there. Yeah, that's right? why when you were saying that, I was wondering, yeah. nice. And and honestly, it's like besides data, there's nobody else who they could have said, even Guinan would be like. I got like 20 minutes of these stories, and then I got other stuff to do. Although, like, apparently, yeah. I do remember Guinan being in that opening scene of Generations. It's one of the few things I remember there. is that Guinan is there. So she would have met him. Potentially. They were on the same ship, yeah. They're in the same room, right? Yeah, she gets beamed on from the from the ship that's right in the Nexus. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So so Guinan is in the novelization. She yeah, oh, okay. she's not in the uh, obviously in the show. Yeah, yeah. I really want to read this novelization or maybe listen to it because who narrates it, Josh? Um, yeah. So James Doohan, uh, he narrates the audiobook, which is fantastic. Nice. My so cool. the best part about it is that I, I assumed that this was after he filmed the episode. Now I'm not too sure, and the reason is because the way he narrates <laughs> some of the lines, or some of the characters. Uh-huh. Again, this is somebody who has a lot of. Uh, experience with Voice, yeah. voiceover so he he plays data as though it's like the tos computer i'm not kidding uh-huh. so he, so he's like he's like he's like <laughs> captain picard sensor, <laughs> sensors show an anomaly on i'm just like what is wow. he doing does he think wow. it's hilarious that's great because our friend wes on on twitter said the same thing not specifically but he was like one of the best parts is to have oh, yeah. choices for some of the characters so i that's what he that means. plays okay. uh picard like a nobleman he's like number one <laughs> if you could please uh like, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> I'm, I'm so gonna fall asleep oh, or, 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 he's like, or he's like mr data please send out a class four probe to uh yes Captain, as you wish. Yes, Captain. It, it's so funny because he then later he talks. You know, when he goes to the holodeck, he's conversing with Major Barrett, and and apparently Major Barrett um, came uh-huh. on set. I mean, she was married to Gene Roddenberry, so I mean, she came on set mm-hmm. and uh, they hung out. So good. One last thing about Ensign Bellhop is that he mentions the holodeck and the gymnasium, and I don't know if we've talked much about the start the Enterprise gymnasium and why they need it when you have a holodeck when you can just when when Beverly and uh, and and Troy need to like do like dance move in spandex like they <laughs> that's right. right 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 they just get a hallway with mirrors they. <laughs> but anyway, moving on to the tenth minute of this episode. All right, so speaking of data, he is fascinated by. Uh, by Scotty. I love the way he is just like Yeah, too bad he doesn't get interact with him more. Right. But you know. Yeah, I know, I know. I I wanted I wanted more warf stuff. I did want a lot of more warf yeah. stuff, but I realized Warf like, and Data would have been like the two people that he should have interacted with more. Right. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I get it. I mean you need to focus on the Jordy relationship. I, I guess so. Absolutely. <laughs> but in ten forward, is that where we are now? In yeah. ten forward? Mm-hmm. I see that there's a callback here I d I didn't I wasn't aware of until I read Josh's audio. Yeah, can clips. we play that? You want the original or the... Yeah, let's do the TOS episode first. Just a small clip. I found this on uh, Ganorum. Ganormir. What is it? Well, it's... um, It's green. 
So that's from the TOS episode by any other name. And the Kelvins have taken over the Enterprise. And Scotty gets drunk with one of them in his quarters. And they're just drinking everything he has. And he gets to that point And he says, <laughs> and Scotty's like, I mean, he's, I mean, he's, he's, he, he he's plays gone. drunk really oh, well. Yeah. He sounded he's, really drunk. I mean, he, he, yeah. he can barely like grab the stuff out of his cabinet. And he's just like, it's green. You know, so. Yeah, I will say he plays drunk very well, both in TOS and in TNG. Like. I think the moment that really struck me as like, damn, he's got a lot of experience with this is when he's walking up to talk to the holodeck and just that slow walk right. he's doing. Yeah. Like, oh boy. Yeah. Well, I just love how That's the Jordy has no idea what to do with a drunk person. He has no clue. He was like me when I got to ch- college and was like, oh, people are getting drunk around. I, how am I supposed to act? I don't know what to do here, guys. How many kids watched this episode and then thought that they could get drunk drinking some antifreeze from their parents' uh, garage? <laughs> I figured uh, Ecto Cooler, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. Ecto Cooler. That's right. <laughs> well, I yeah, and I love the the next scene where he is yeah drunk in the hallway. The android at the bar said you could show me my old ship. Let me see it. <laughs> Insufficient data. Whoa, computer, sick burn there. What have you got against data? Insufficient data. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Don't, don't you think it'd be fun if, like, Data was with him on, like, if Data was like, I'll make sure you get to your quarters, and Aww. he's like, come on, Data, I'll show you a real enterprise <laughs> ship, and then and the Data's like, oh, oh, I can get us in there. Like, don't you think this scene, I mean, I understand the nostalgia and the tear, I understand seeing the original bridge, I get it, mm-hmm. but... They they didn't bring anybody. I mean, eventually, but I could I mean, I, I could easily saying? watch a two or three parter where Scotty interacts with every crew member. But I they got to focus on. They Jordy. were gonna the do that, but telling. they cut it for budget. They were gonna do some kind of like um, uh, not I don't know if it's a hologram, whatever. They were gonna try and inter- integrate him with the other uh, old yeah. crew. Oh, like the and, old cast members. The, it, oh, yeah. like a it's in the novelization. Yeah, they just couldn't. They, they didn't have the budget and the time to do it. Basically, mm-hmm. so it, if you read, but don't you think that's bullshit? Don't you think in season six of the Next Generation you can't go look, motherfuckers, producers, like let's get one other hundred thousand dollar grand and let's. Bobby, they couldn't even rebuild the entire set yeah. for this holiday. Like, it was yeah. so funny looking, but then they sat in part of it. I was very confused by you know this what? set. Yeah. Nobody would have cared about the phoniness if there was, like, a really cool Kirk there. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> like, come <laughs> on. Like, they, they, they missed the, the chance of, they like... They the technology back then. They could do that super easy they now, They didn't have to but... CGI. They, I mean, like, it, to me, that's, like, a dumb decision. Yeah. It's so well, stupid. Well, they would have wanted... It, it would have... I mean, if... So do a, yeah, it's a good idea that you have, but it would have had to be the young crew. It couldn't be the mod- the actors. There's just no way to do yeah. it realistically without recasting it with like yeah, recast. At this people, point, we are we are less than two years away from Forrest Gump, and they didn't Forrest Gump. I mean, they yeah. basically like yeah, but they made a right. huge deal out of it. Right, for like, a how it was yes. like undoable yes. before that. Right. Yeah. I understand yeah. it was very very expensive. What I'm saying is that if TNG was like. We're our own Star Trek. We don't need to like talk about Spock or we don't have to get Kirk, but we got we got Scotty, you guys. So that's what I think is what's happening is that they're like, well, we don't really need to go that far because it's just Scotty. I really believe that like if they if they had Kirk or Spock that they would have put the money forward for it. Well, it would have it would have looked bad. Yeah, that's my thing. It would have like it already looks. It would have definitely been bad. <laughs> you throw in him trying to talk to just old footage, right. like it would have. It been... would have been pretty bad, <laughs> right? But it's a good idea cool. now. I mean, yeah, but... yeah. I'm going. I'm definitely looking forward to the season. There's just no way it could have been done. Well, Cameron makes a good point, though. I mean, uh, if you look at it carefully, you know, they only built like a small part of that set, 
because that what they did is they use a, a scene of the empty bridge from the TOS episode, This Side of Paradise, and they just blue screened it behind. So when he walks on, that's just the empty bridge from that episode. And then when he walks mm-hmm. forward, they just basically built from the turbo lift, the captain's chair, and then his like chair, and then the railing. That's all they built. Wow. Uh, hmm. How much does it cost to just build the rest of that set? It's a cheap set. I don't know. Bridges are like the most expensive part. Probably. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's a lot of boxes. It's just a bunch of boxes and chairs. And Their plan was to have Scotty lights. interact with old footage. Like it would have been, I don't think they believed in Scotty's acting ability. <laughs> I, they didn't have the budget for that. This this is still the early 90s. This it's, is... it's almost one and a half seasons to the end of TNG. Deep Space Nine is already going. They do That's it in Deep Space is. Nine. Yeah, well, they had to, they had to pay for Deep Space. I'm sorry, they do it eight years from this in Deep Space Nine. <laughs> yeah, it's like true. it's it's at near the end of the series, and it's awesome. All right, too. that's for, okay. Yeah. I, I didn't realize it was eight years. <laughs> Thanks, John. Yeah, you make a good point though, because the Alex Singer, the director of the episode, he did say that he was a little worried. He, he I I had never met uh, James Dew, and I didn't know like his. I didn't know what kind of health he was in. I didn't know. No, it didn't, it basically, he he didn't know like what James Doohan could handle in this episode mm-hmm. because he has more lines in this episode than he does in any single TOS episode. <laughs> well, I mean, but Undiscovered Country had just come out like a year ago. You'd seen that, surely. right? So, I mean, great point. Like, so. <laughs> I mean, before we get into the scene, which, despite all of this, I think is a fantastic and amazing fucking yeah. scene. Yeah. Uh, was there was there more? Oh, we have to play this because I will tell you that as a it's... as a Star Trek fan, uh, this has to be. If I could pick, like you know, the top five most quoted like uh, lines from mm. the entire franchise mm. from Star Trek fans, this one right here is in the top five, hundred percent. I would agree. I would agree. The Enterprise, show me the bridge of the Enterprise, you chattering piece of... There have been five Federation ships with that name. Please specify by registry number. NCC-1701. No bloody A, B, C, or D. So petulant. Yeah, and that is repeated over and over again. People will be like, what's your favorite starship? And you will see like 100 people say, yeah. no bloody A, B, C, or D. I think I saw that quote before I ever I'm saw sure. that he was in, everywhere in TNG. And I was always like, what? Yeah. Who well, says now that? You know. oh. Now you know. It's a classic. It is. Uh, yeah, as is the whole scene between, you know, the whole, this whole time I was like, Picard, shouldn't Picard be talking to this guy? He's, like, He's literally a walking relic. Mm-hmm. Yep. And here he comes in. Uh, obviously, you know, Data went up to him and was like, you know, Captain, I believe Montgomery <laughs> Scott needs someone to talk to. <laughs> I will mention this. So uh, in the audiobook, uh, they play it exactly like the episode. Mm-hmm. It's in the novelization, which I just read this scene earlier today. Um, they do have the whole um, thing with he, he says, I need some familiar faces. And he, the computer generates all the all the old crew. And then Picard mm. shows up and, and, and it says that everything freezes. And then Picard jumps in and says, may I join you? And he's like, uh, okay. And then uh, he, Picard tells the computer, make sure that uh, that nothing about me looks uh, out of place and I'm a visiting captain. And then uh, there's an exchange <laughs> between him and Spock. And then that's when Scotty realizes that at some point, uh, Picard must have met Spock. It's never spoken, but it, it's, mm. it's spelled out there that he realizes that he must have actually met Spock, which means that Spock must still be alive in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I thought you were going to say that uh, Picard just walks up and like 
decks Captain Kirk while he's frozen. Very like, much. Yeah. I always want it to do right. Two-hand punch. What if they just like two punch box each other? But speaking of that, Josh, this is exactly the type of scene that I wanted from Unification Part 1 or I guess Part 2. Like this is is where I was like, okay, he's not just, they're not just bringing him on as a gimmick. Like they have something to say with this character and they're really like delving into uh, like what his relationship would be like with the captain. Yeah, I just thought like this was fantastic. It's a great legacy moment for the character. It's it's all really good. And Picard is really, because, like, yeah. Picard could have easily been annoyed also. And it's like, no, he's just there. He gets it. And. Yeah. 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 But also, like, why isn't Picard having more relationship with Captain Scotty? It makes no sense to me. Jordy, can you take care of this guy from 25 <laughs> years ago who's really, really, really important, I guess, in the Federation? Oh, hey, I'm off duty now. Let's play on your ship. Is he more like, important than know. a Dyson sphere and the discovery of, of a, a yeah. never-before-seen... Picard is excited He's pretty about excited about this. Sphere. Well, and the other thing, I think... Exactly, we just had a whole conversation about how Scotty doesn't really respect captains, and maybe Picard picked up on that and was like, he needs another engineer to talk right. to. That's that's who's going to yeah. help him out here. Scotty did nothing to disrespect Picard. No, but I think, you know, there's a little aloofness sure. there, maybe. Mm, okay. I mean, I just think that if you have <laughs> Scotty... Like, again, if it was any other character from yeah. the original series, I don't think they would have treated him like just a scab or... You don't think if Chekhov was on there? <laughs> okay, I think, yeah, I think that would be maybe a little maybe less pop okay, circumstance, sadly. <laughs> Poor Chekhov. I think I, li- I like to picture the scene <laughs> where Bones is annoying the shit out of Crusher. I think that's a funny episode. That would be a great <laughs> scene. No, I agree. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, yeah, we would have loved more, but again, this time, and I'm, I'm just glad that at least they gave us one scene and it was a very good scene. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they hit it out of the park for and, the one scene. And, and he plays it so well. Like, mm-hmm. as soon as he hits that, um, the emotion in his face, his body, I mean, I teared up. Mm-hmm. Um. I really like that. I don't think that saves the episode. I'm sorry. I don't think the nostalgia is done well enough, but nobody's going to say that that wasn't powerful. Right. Yeah. I mean, when the holodeck doors open and it's, it's the NC 1701 with the music, like it was some good nostalgia. I think you would say the same thing about when they um, get Scotty out of uh, transporter stasis or whatever he's in. Like when you hear that, the old transporter Mm -hmm. visuals and sound. Yeah. and they they did go pull that out of um, they found it like in old stock footage and like blew off the dust is what they say in Memory yep. Alpha right. and found that like, it's sparkle <laughs> transporter <laughs> sparkle yep. mm, and uh-huh. and then they found the original sound somebody went back and found the original sound that's that's actually f- shot from the original series and Ooh, I they think found the sound works. effect under a pile of Shatner's um, hair pieces <laughs> right that were in the in storage well and and also the transporter room from the enterprise d is just the the ones that it's from the enterprise uh, and enterprise a from the movies it's just the same set mm-hmm. they, I, I, they, they said they yeah. flipped it upside down or something like that i can't remember exactly but it, it's the it's oh, the yeah. same it's the same set it's the same pad yeah yeah uh yeah our, our uh, friend jesse said that he agreed that Picard and Scotty had great easy chemistry, and that just kind of made uh, generations a little bit worse. Oh, yeah, I don't but, agree with that. But right. that is horrible. Uh, Picard scenes with Kirk, you think hold up? They're horrible. That movie is horrible. I like it. Not. I, <laughs> it's been a long time since I, I saw it when I was like fourteen or whatever. I just out, saw but. it two weeks ago. 
Because, you know, I'm making my way through. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh. Um, there, I, there's a line here that I do like that we kind of, you know, they, there's a lot of callbacks to old stuff that we know. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stargazer yeah. talk. and I love that. There comes a time when a man finds that he can't fall in love again. He knows that it's time to stop. I don't belong on your ship. I belong on this one. This was my home. This is where I had a purpose. But it's not real. It's just a computer-generated fantasy. And I'm just an old man who's trying to hide in it. Computer, shut this bloody thing off. It's time I acted my age. Did I have you get the one about girlfriends? Nope. Oh, I love oh, that. Okay. I love that one. Yeah, to all girlfriends we'll never see again. Yep. Yeah, and don't forget about when he jumps ahead and he's like, oh, every lady has a charm. You just have to look for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scotty. No, yeah, I can totally relate because uh, Picard's old girlfriend tried to take over his mind mm-hmm. and turn him on his current <laughs> girlfriend and blast him out of right, the sky. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Yeah. Old girlfriends, am I right, Scotty? Right. <laughs> Picard, whoever. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, the Stargate. Picard does not have a happy ending with the Stargate. No, no. not at all. <laughs> um, so, yes, Jordy gets his special mission. He gets his marching orders to, like like we were mentioning, to, he's the one who will be sent with uh, Scotty to go try to retrieve information. I think this, this is also when Jordy realizes, like, when Picard says, like, I, you can decline this. It's not an order. I would like mm-hmm. you to do this because... Blah, blah, blah. But I think this is when Jordy realized eventually he will be irrelevant. They all will be irrelevant. Right. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden, Jordy stops being like a kind of like snobby 13 year old. I mean, in comparison of time, right? If you think about. Sure. Well, he's probably, he's probably been thinking about that and feeling bad. Like he does. He's, he knows who Scotty is, not like, uh, old instant Percy Weasley, but, uh, you know, he was he was busy at the time. Right. He probably spoke out of turn. In the novelization, it makes it crystal clear that Jordy feels like an asshole, like for making for for doing that way he did. He he. It, there's a line I think that says something like, "As soon as the words left his lips, Jordy realized he could have handled that better." And Leah Brahms, no regrets, but yes, this, right? He feels bad. Yeah. I mean, this is engineering. Yeah, this is this is serious. <laughs> That's right. So they beam over, and meanwhile, the Enterprise gets Millennium Falconed. Mm-hmm. Hardcore. Oh, right. I had to freeze frame and to get close just to make sure they didn't just pull a clip from Star Wars <laughs> for that scene. And I just love that, like, being a Starfleet captain, like, 90% of your job is just to, like, find a mystery and go, what is exactly the thing that the last people did? Do right. that. Yeah. Let's, let's just do exactly what the last people did who vanished right, right, without a right. trace. Yeah. I did love the tractor beam transfer. It went from outside the sphere to inside the sphere. Like that was a good effect even back when it first aired. Yeah. Where the outer ones let go and the inner ones grabbed it real quick. I was like, yes. Yeah. Looks good. Yeah, the book says there's six tractor beams total. Yeah. It's a lot of tractor beams. That's a lot, yeah. <laughs> yes, I was a fan too of the tractor beams. Good job. Oh good. <laughs> At least half a point. I right hated there, right tractor right. beams. You know what? The tractor beams <laughs> pissed me off. We, you know, end. we had to have a detractor. Tractor yeah. beam. <laughs> well, six is too many tractor beams. That's overkill. They didn't need six tractor beams. Maybe four. Save four some energy. Yeah, come on. 
They got a whole thing. They, they got unlimited energy. That's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't to, you don't need to conserve energy. Why only six? They should have like six hundred yeah. tractor beams on that. You don't need to conserve thing. energy yeah. when you have I've harnessed a star. <laughs> yeah, that's and that star is crushing it. What point are they just showing off? Like, oh, look, we can have <laughs> ten tractor beams. Yeah, it was actually, I mean, it was just it's for their rave. It's for their annual yeah. Dyson rave. <laughs> that's not even all of our tractor beams. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the ones they're still working after. 300 years. Here's a tractor beam that's <laughs> shot from a tractor, an actual tractor. So we can just do whatever we want, whatever the fuck we want. Oh, it is by Elon Musk then just sending like vehicles into space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, back on the Janolan. 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 Yeah, we've, we do have some uh, great dialogue yes. here. Bunch of old useless garbage. Huh? I say it's old, Mr. LaForge. It can't handle the interface of your power converter. This equipment was designed for a different era. Now it's just a piece of junk. Well, I don't know. It seems like some of it's held together pretty well. Century out of date. It's just obsolete. Followed by this. But when they can build ships like your Enterprise, who'd want to pilot an old bucket like this? I don't know. If this ship were operational, I bet she'd run circles around the Enterprise at impulse speeds. Just because something's old doesn't mean you throw it away. And the music swells from there. I love it. It's like, <laughs> and Jordy's like, I'd pilot this old bucket anytime. And then they start kissing, they start making out. It gets kind of weird from I there. I wish they started making out. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> when he says, who would pilot this old bucket? Yeah. Yes, Rob. Their eyes lock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like tractor beams. Right, yeah. <laughs> I guess the uh, sound effects editors had a lot of work to uh, cut out all the sounds of the writers furiously <laughs> masturbating themselves <laughs> under those scenes. Mm-hmm. That's what I read. Because it is just so sweet as a writer when you can like, oh, I can just write the subtext out loud and it works. Right. No, it's it's a good scene. It's good stuff. It is. Yeah. yeah if, if James Doohan weren't a good actor, this could have been a real like oh, yeah. a very different yeah. episode. Yeah. But he does perform the hell out of it. Right. Yeah, you can tell he just has an ease with the character. Yeah. Hmm. Bobby disagrees. Hmm. Bobby doesn't like his acting. He warms up. <laughs> he does not do well right in the beginning of the episode. It's When he's walking with Jordy in the the corridor, it does kind of look like he might be reading a script off camera. Yeah. Uh, but... Yes. <laughs> once he once he gets drunk and maudlin, he gets good. Yeah, yeah. it's just like give that guy some scotch and let's see what <laughs> yeah, happens. Pretty much. Right. Yeah. I mean, is that actor even Scottish? No. <laughs> I don't he's even not. know. No, he's Canadian. Yeah, he's Canadian. <laughs> he's Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. But he had Irish I think he had Irish parents. I was just looking this up. I think he had like uh, I remember like when Simon Pegg was cast, he was like do I do the fake Scottish accent that James Doohan did, or do I try to do a real one? He kind of tried to meet it in the middle. Yeah. He's Irish-Canadian, it says. Irish-Canadian. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah. inside the sphere, Close the Enterprise enough. is solar surfing around, just having a, solar surfing. a fun time. And there's a, there's a truly historic moment that happens in there. Do you guys Did you guys catch it? Like, once in a lifetime. Mm-mm. They ask if they can blast their way out of the Dyson All Sphere, right. and Worf goes, nope, don't even think we should try. <laughs> don't even ask me to fire that button. No. Not interested. In the, in the in the novelization, they do uh, talk about how it's built out of, like, like I can't remember, Carbonian something. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. he mentioned something, but it's like, Worf would still try. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the computer says we can't, Why Captain, not? but uh, <laughs> I think we, we, we fire five or six just to make sure. He's like... Oh, if we can't shoot the out the the sphere itself, let's shoot the sun. Let's shoot the star. <laughs> <Yeah>. That it's. 
Um, but yeah, no, I think seeing the two engineers working together is a lot of fun. This is some good stuff, I think. Like I said, I think they did do a good job of showing the two different engineering personalities yeah, yeah. between the two. And I did love this this moment Josh yes. had to capture once right. they realize there's a problem because it's it is a fantastic it's perfect. line. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever happened, we've got to find them. You know, if we could get these engines back online, we could track them with their impulse ion trail. Are you daft? The main drive assembly shot. The inducers have melted. The power couplings are wrecked. We'd need a week just to get started. But we don't have a week, so with no sense in crying about it. Come on, we'll see what we can do with your power converter. <laughs> Jordy just gets taken on a ride there. <laughs> this, this used to bother, this bothered me at first in the scene, like the, the episode. I was like, ah, why is every like original character so dramatic? And then I realized, well, mm-hmm. The reason they're so dramatic is they were figuring this shit out. Yeah. And now Enterprise yeah. D just gets to like ride the easy surf wave and, and not yeah. easy. I mean, they deal with some <laughs> shit, but not like. They got, a, they got space babies clinging to their ships. Well, I mean, one <laughs> one of the criticisms of uh, TNG at the beginning was that, you know, Roddenberry like kind of uh, locked them into like, oh, we, they, they figured things out by now, you know, they're. They, you know, they're they're sort of, you know, kind of friendly-ish with the Klingons. They mm-hmm. aren't mm-hmm. super antagonistic. There's families on the Enterprise D. What now. little conflict there was in TOS, they took away for TNG, right? Yeah, yeah. because Roddenberry yeah. wants like, no conflict. Right. Like the, now, yeah. now it's all about exploring. It's not about conflict anymore. And they quickly realize, like, you got to have conflict because if you don't, <laughs> and then you just have, you know, it's yeah. not as fun. Yeah, and Kirk had a lot of people fucking with him constantly. Oh, all the time. Oh, yeah. I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you every episode. And yeah. people are like, well, Picard said do it. I'm going to recite it. the Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I think that's why I, I like that kind of juxtaposition between Scotty and Jordy because Jordy's like, I didn't have to do all the things that you had to do, and I don't have to fight all the fights you have to do. That's a really good point, Bobby. And I'm also like more methodical. I'm not as emotional. And that's why I think for me, Scotty is, um, <laughs> I mean, I love him, but I just, I mean, I actually I said I don't love him. So I mean, I'm, I don't lie. I don't love him, but. You've got on a journey this episode. <laughs> well, like hearing Scotty in this episode made me realize like maybe Jordy should get uppity once in a while. Maybe, mm-hmm. um, I mean, Riker absolutely does every once in a while, but. Why doesn't other people? I don't. I think maybe there should be some more conflict against Picard. Yeah. I'll be interested to see if there is any like Jordy moments later on this season that he learned from Scotty. Maybe. Oh, he's gonna be like. Do we see him add the buffer time? <laughs> <laughs> no. If know. they, if they, I don't remember. But if they do us some kind of throwback to that, I would. I will rate this episode higher. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so as if this episode couldn't get better with Scotty. Sorry, Bobby. <laughs> there we don't get a barrel roll per se but definitely like the most exciting enterprise d flying we've seen to date yeah and i love that like hands down scotty is the hero of this episode he saved the day but who would be the second hero the fucking ensign piloting the ship he doesn't get like but one line this whole episode right she gets to do like the best maneuver we've seen she should have a maneuver yeah Yeah. and they've had her in there for a little bit right rager rager is her name serial rager She is played by Lanai Chapman, starting in 1989, L.A. Friday. She's in China Beach and Wonder Years, White Men Can't Jump, Martin. She's in four episodes of Next Gen. Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within, Rat Race. Rat Race. And then 
Grey's Anatomy. Jennifer's Body. Lots of voices. Spider-Man Miles Morales in the video game oh, cool. from 2020. Nice. Yeah. But not much. Not much from 20, you yeah. know, 2010 to 2020. Not much going on there. But yeah. that's Lanai Chapman. Yeah. And then there was the, uh, the other engineer, Bartlett. Have we seen her before? The name sounded familiar. You guys are just in love with Barclay. That's why you keep thinking. <laughs> you think any bar, no. it means Barclay. <laughs> um, Bartell? Bartell. Yeah, Bartell. Bartell. Bartell, thank Stacey you. Stacey Foster mm-hmm. is known for yeah. Cyber Tracker <laughs> and Night of the Living Dead. The oh. remake of the Night of the Living Dead. The Tom Savini one. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, Cyber Tracker 2. Interesting. We got to watch the Cyber Tracker series. She's Saved by the Bell, the new class. Hey. And then, yeah, Saved by the Bell. Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. Oh, the not, just one episode. Not the movie. It's the only episode of uh, TNG. So California Dreams. I watched that. Oh, okay. Silk stockings, Baywatch nights. Nice. And then a twenty year gap. Yikes. Right. From USA High oh. in nineteen ninety eight to Seahorse as short. Tom's mom. A short. Maybe it's a Grizzly Two situation. Oh my yeah. gosh. So really? that is Stacey Foster's one and only TNG appearance. Interesting. All right. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I did think they shot the ship out of you know, the ship is uh, the Janolan. They turned the Janolan into a doorstop. Right. And then uh mm-hmm. yeah, it seems like they cut it a little close. They probably could have shot the ship a little soon a little later. Well they also uh, apparently <laughs> fans have, have mentioned that uh, they did they forgot to drop the shields before they <laughs> Oh, that's true. Just the shields were pretty weak. Yeah, yeah. maybe maybe yeah. Newer ships can transport through old shields. Or or that or that yeah. pause. You you know this Picard kinda of does like a one, two, three. Like probably mm. realizing that Jordy would like drop the shields like you know right before who knows. Yeah. <laughs> also, why don't you check? Do we have them before I blow this? Yeah. Ship up? I know, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. he knew that it was either either have them or like ram. <laughs> yeah. All of that was like they said about the the shields. Were like, oops, that was just a silly mistake. We all missed that. Everybody <laughs> right, missed yeah. that. The higher ups, the lower ups. It was On like the episode all about engineers. Oopsies. Well, you give us a half Enterprise D barrel roll, and we don't right. care. Yep. I love how calm she does it too. It's like beep, 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 beep. oh, I know, yeah. Wesley would have been shitting his pants right there. I wish she was holding. I wish she'd been holding like a Nintendo sixty four controller to do it. Oh yeah, it's like <laughs> do a barrel roll. Yeah, or Super Nintendo. I guess a Super Nintendo controller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Would be good. You get some Star Fox voices in there. Breaker's like Ensign. Are you inverted? Yeah, <laughs> there's no up or down in space. <laughs> We're in a Dyson sphere. There's. Shit, it's all out, up, and yeah. It's both inside and outside at the same time. <laughs> Dyson Sphere is flat. It's flat. Oh, Don't, worry. Don't forget. Right. Mm, right. <laughs> yeah, and what, what so, yeah, happened we... to all the people? In yeah. Sphere? Unlimited uh, energy. Well, I, it sounds like the star was starting to go supernova. But there's like nothing inside. Die, there's not so. like any like planets that, that, they, that they saw, right? There's, I thought they were living on the, on the inside, inside surface of the sphere. They're living on like oh. I think there are buildings built onto the surface. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like, yeah. So they built yeah. a sphere. They built a sphere around a star that has no celestial bodies orbiting it at all. Well, they they probably use the material, the celestial bodies, to build the sphere. Yeah. Plus other the next door's solar system. Oh my gosh. Right. All right. Yeah. They must have yeah. destroyed so much shit to build so that sphere. So many solar systems destroyed to make that sphere. <laughs> there, there's oh, no yeah. way you you build 
that around a star there's not something there's not like unless they had found a way to like convert the sun's energy to matter like matter energy conversion is the only way i could think of and maybe that's why the star died started dying yeah. early yeah i bet they just used all the space junk from that earth had to get rid of they shot all their garbage into space and that's where they just that's where they it's all voyager one it's all just the sewage uh, and, that's major uh, to you buddy <laughs> that was like voyager 13 oh sorry, so sorry, sorry, voyager sorry. for that yeah. i think it is 14 or something like that yeah um yeah so we get the baby story the space baby story that was a you nice soured comment. the milk yeah, soured the milk. <laughs> he loves it he it's loves kind of it, like an exchange Scotty. he's like he's he's like hey i threw in all these tos references like we'll throw in a tng reference for all of you <laughs> TNG. you all love this episode right guys <laughs> this is jordy's best episode right guys what if jordy was like oh and then there was this time that our ship's counselor got impregnated by a weird being like <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. what he what? tells <laughs> only d <laughs> brain rape <laughs> or he just describes <laughs> an entire season we of are- we all started sweating, and then before you know it, Tasha Yar is having sex with Data, and he's fully functional in every way. Right. She's dead. But anyway, so the next story, yeah. Then, then Wesley stepped on the grass, and then... And then the week after that, this happened, and the week after that, this happened, and then the week after that... Yeah. Then Spock shows up, and... <laughs> oh, enjoy these times, Jordy. You're the chief engineer of a starship. And it's a time of your life that'll never come again. When it's gone, it's gone. Now, lad, I thought you were going to buy me a drink and tent forward. Actually, I had a better idea. We're kicking you off the ship. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. It's so fast. It's so fast. I mean, it's like, yes. He went from thinking he was going to get a drink to leaving yeah. in a tiny ass shuttle in unexplored space within a matter of minutes. Crazy. Did they like pack for it? I guess he didn't have any stuff. So <laughs> I guess not. I feel like yeah. Scotty, they just, I felt, I felt like this might be because I fell asleep during the rewatch, but I feel like Scotty was only like, uh, like, oh, they found him and like two hours later, he's on his way. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I don't know how many days he was so, there. That's really my only it, issue. It this can't be very like, long. That's couple your day, only issue? Couple days. <laughs> yes, Bobby. This is a great episode. And this is my only issue that like, I just want to see the conversation with Picard when he gets back to Starfleet. Like, so Picard, I hear we, f- you, you found Captain Montgomery Scott alive after 75 years. That's right. <laughs> we did. W- where is he? We left him in a shuttle in unexplored space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And run down Subaru. Should I not have done that? Where was he headed? We have no he's idea. He's going towards his retirement, right? No, he somehow is <laughs> no, so impassioned. No. He's like, I still got shit to do. <laughs> I know. Leave him at a star base, for heaven's sake, or take him back to <laughs> Earth. <laughs> like, <laughs> I get that we have to leave him with, like, he is going to go, and he's still going to be a captain he and do his thing. Captain. But, like, uh, shut up. Like, you're giving in him, rank. like, a beat-up old RV without even yeah. a pull-out bed in it. And uh, they should have mentioned that they gave him a real good deal on it. They're like, oh, and we only charged him, like, uh, you know, his APR on the on the loan for this thing. So, you know, right. <laughs> The only thing I wish is when the when the it was like the back was like closing up. If you just saw a bunch of that like green ale stacked up, like all that whiskey, <laughs> yeah. like that would have been a fun detail. Like we're sending you on your way with way right. too much real alcohol. Just stole guidance supply while she wasn't <laughs> right. here. And also, don't you think when Gaina comes back, she's gonna be like, "Who the fuck took my shit?" <laughs> <laughs> that was special to me. It was from Picard. I got one. We shared something over that green stuff. But whatever, like, yeah. yeah. It is weird they just, like, know. send him off. Isn't, shouldn't he be back yeah. to be studied, talked yeah. to? You don't want to go talk to Spock? I mean, it is time no, and space. No, okay. What do I know? You know? Right. Yeah, yeah, and then, of course, uh, Troy gives him a kiss, and we haven't seen uh, uh, Troy the entire <laughs> episode. And... Yeah. <laughs> that was right. weird. 
that's when I was like, there must have been a deleted scene. So I'm 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 happy to go watch it. It's on the it's on the Blu-ray. Uh, if you have the Blu-ray, you can go watch it. I looked for it online, couldn't find it. It might be there somewhere, but I love that he's still side-eyeing Worf at the end too. Yeah. That, like, that was good. Are you here at my away party? Uh, no, I like that part because I mean, you think about it, like you know, at the end of Trouble, Trouble with Tribbles, Scotty totally mm-hmm. screws over the Klingons by yeah. transporting oh, yeah. all the Tribbles <laughs> over there. And and in DS Nine, Worf says that the Tribble is like the Klingons' number one enemy. So, I mean, in reality, <laughs> Scott, are, Scotty no. should be yeah. like the like persona non grata of all Klingons of all time. Yeah. So. I love I love that little thing between him and Worf. Although I don't I think they could have explored that more. You know. But yeah, it's one of those weird things like, why are these people here at his farewell right. party? Like why is Crusher here? Why is it's Troy it's a send off to TOS. That's what's what it is. I know, because they're they're our main characters. In the in the audiobook, uh plays Worf like Kind of like a beast, like, a, like not not like like, like we know Worf, you know, like, kind of like a gruff voice. He plays him like Captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just like it's a very like, it's very gruff and almost like monstrous. Like he's like I don't know, it, it's it's very weird. You need to listen to the audiobook. It's on Audible. It's it's a lot I, of fun. I will. It's a lot be. of fun. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I've heard it all thanks to you, Josh. You're welcome. I yeah, I'll, 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 I'll listen to Dune's. That's uh, why I'm here. Renditions. Yeah, Lavar <laughs> uh, Burton has a brief like uh, intro he does, which is interesting oh. and weird because he just it's like a it's like <laughs> the intro is like a like an older geordie we're talking about his dreams of like how he thought his life would be at last i don't know like two minutes hmm. or whatever it has oh, nothing to do weird. with the story really hmm. <laughs> it's there i i, I kind of hoped that the they would tag team and then and, and uh they would like share the share the script but they didn't yeah. so uh, they should just had lavar come on and say now enjoy this but you, you don't have to take my word for it which is what he would say on reading Rainbow. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, um, but, so I, yeah, I actually met uh, I met Lavar Burton at Road City Comic Con. I forgot to mention I met, I met him, which was an awesome experience. Um, and I told him like how much he had influenced my life and helped me learn to love reading and all that. And he was gracious and amazing and and just awesome. I absolutely loved meeting him. But uh, the one thing I didn't get to say to him, I wanted to be like, but you don't have to take my word for it. I just kind of like chicken. Uh, <laughs> but you don't have to take my word for right, it. Yeah, but. Yeah. Now, Josh, I forgot to mention at the beginning, uh, you, you are the father of triplets plus yep. one. Uh-huh. So I'm wondering, Whoa. you know, I know, crazy, huh? This is one of your favorite episodes. Yes. Is, is part of that because you wish you could put yourself in a transporter buffer yes. for 75 <laughs> minutes and get some rest? Is that? I just figured it was because he named his kids A, B, C, and D. And no, I'm not <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want anybody. A, B. <laughs> it is funny because I do have, it to, I have one, I have one son who is named with an A and one son named with a D. So I should have figured it out for the, my, for the girls. The, I have, I have so I have twin girls in the set of triplets. I should have figured it out, but I didn't do it. So mm-hmm. next lifetime, you can do it. <laughs> yeah, I guess time. so. Yeah. You, you can change names. It's, it's, they're still young. They won't. See, remember. I would just do transporter buffer, like you know, like you know, for like a weekend or something like that. That would be fine. Right. <laughs> Let's see. Buffer would be a good name. You should change one of them to the, the B name. Can be buffer. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, come buffer. here, buffer. Right. All right. Clean Absolutely. your room, buffer. Yeah. Well, that was relics. Yeah. Yes, relics. I'm ready to, I'm ready to rate relics. this thing. Sure, I think I've so. got some ideas here. We could um, rate them in a number of dice and vacuums, ah. or mm-hmm. uh, rate them in uh, shots of antifreeze whiskey, um, uh, sequels to the mannequin movie uh, from one to, you know one to 
one to two, I guess. We can two. build this yep. dream together. Number of relics. Mm. Uh, number of minutes you think you can stand listening to Scotty ramble on and on and on and on before you just... I was just going to suggest that. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I think we should rate it in uh, from percentage of signal degradation ah, so we yeah. could go this will be on a scale from oh. 1 to 100 we'll say just because you know Wait, the percentage kind of, of like signal i mean or you can just say move the decimal point if you like but you know what percentage of degradation of signal degradation so 100 percent signal degradation oh, while so. bad is all is a great episode that's how much degradation i'm willing to take yeah. to watch there, this you, go. there you go yeah there you go okay, uh, oh, okay. okay. So you're willing to be completely degraded. and You want to do negative math? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, I'll try. Uh, let's let Rob go. I didn't, uh, I thought this was solid. I liked it better, you know, as far as other episodes with oh, TOS cast members. I didn't think Bones's was that great. It was fine. Mm. And, you know, mm. I didn't love Unification. I thought Spock wasn't yeah. really great in that. I mean, I just remember, if you'll remember, I didn't, I was bored by the Unification and the use of Spock in that. Um so I can I, just hear Bobby right now. But it's Spock. Yeah, but it's Spock. It's good yeah. enough. It doesn't matter that he doesn't do anything. That's it's exactly Spock. Exactly what she was mouthing. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter that he was boring and terrible. Um, not terrible. I'm just I, now. I'm turning into Bobby. It mattered very much so that he was boring and terrible. He was both boring and terrible. Um, so this is to me. But I and I didn't. I don't know. I, Bobby's got a couple of good points for sure. That like, like some punch ups that would have been good, but also probably impossible. But uh, like it would have been good to see Scotty with. A couple different cast members, maybe just a little bit more, a little more with him and Data, a little bit more with him, and I would have liked to see him bouncing off other people just a little bit. Um, but I, it's a seven five, seven seven seventy five percent or seven point five uh, mm-hmm. degradation. <laughs> Cameron, I think maybe you should go. Uh, sure. Um, I I think season six is finally getting off to a good start. We've had kind of a rocky start with season six. I was really looking forward to this, and the last two, last three. Not great. So I was very excited to sit down to this. I think this is the season's Darmok, maybe on a couple of levels once we get to Bobby's review. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I thought I thought they dealt with Scotty character great. I think it was a great send-off for him. It also like illuminated stuff about our characters. It was a fun romp. And yeah, I felt like they were kind of getting a little meta with the whole Star Trek universe in a good way. So I'm going to give this episode a nine. I love this episode. God. It was really good. <laughs> Bobby. Go ahead. Well, well, since you said that this could be this this season's Darmok, I feel really um, all of a sudden scared because you know how I feel about last season's Darmok. I think it's much, <laughs> it's amazing, you guys. You should see Darmok. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? This is not Darmok. <laughs> this is them doing it all wrong. Okay? We learn about Jordy. That's great. Do we learn anything else about anybody else? No. And it's boring as fuck. No offense. <laughs> okay? This is all nostalgia heartstrings with a character that's not even that funny. So. Man. I really hope I don't have to apologize for this as much as I did with Darmok. <laughs> We're going to revisit this episode again at the end of the season. But oh, I'm. It's not as good as Darmok, but I mean, I was really harsh on Darmok. This is not even close. Darmok was written brilliantly. This is bullshit. And I'm going to give it a 2.5. What? Wow. I thought you were going to Which lower. is higher than you rated Darmok. I mean, a 1.5. 1.5. <laughs> I'm giving it a 0. 0.5. 
Is that what I what gave Dharma? Fear again? I feel like you did that lower than the last three terrible episodes this, of the season. This is, you know what it is, is that they, if you're going to bring back an original Star Trek character, they did not do justice to this. I don't care what nostalgia you have in your heart. I have mm. nostalgia for that in my heart. This was not up to the, the bar. So mm. you're talking about unification. I think I see the problem. You're mistaken. Unification you're was a little confused can, unification. Wait, unification compared to this? Are you kidding me? No. But it's Spock. <laughs> you, like, All right. The writing Josh. is so much better. Like the costuming <laughs> is so much better. The sets are so much better. Okay, Cam, hold on. Wait, let me finish. It's my turn. Okay, okay, okay. I, I will give it a three only because of the holodeck. Mm. <sighs> I like the original, uh, semi-original um, bridge and Data's. It's green. There was mm-hmm. there was like mm-hmm. three. Was there, right were, there. there were like three amazing things in this, and that. Okay, I'll give it three. Three. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, Josh, uh, why is this your favorite yeah. episode? Yeah, Josh? Josh, sorry. Now's the time to yeah, tell us. No, it's fine. It's totally fine. I mean, I, you know, and you're not the first person to say. Remember, it is. I was 12 years old when this episode came out. You know, I grew up watching TOS with my dad. Uh, TNG started when I was seven. I mean, for me, this this hit at a time when I was very impressionable. I did not have you know 42 years of uh, life experience. If I was watching it from like now, I may. I may like give it a lower rating just because, you know, I'd see like, you know, they could have done this, this, that. But at 12 years old, I was like, oh, Scotty came back, you know, and it was so awesome. I was you know, just really getting into everything big time. So, I mean, I, I can't rate this episode less than 0.003% degradation. You know, so it's got to be a, like, like a 99.998 for me. I mean, it, for me, it hits on every level. Like I said, I've, mm-hmm. I've watched it more times than I can think. Uh, sure. I wish. It, I mean, I I take a two parter of this episode, no problem. Uh, yes, I like that idea. Yeah. Why not? Sure. Go for it. So I I think I think I think I can love this episode as much as I do. Realize from a the rel- <laughs> from, from being a relic myself of forty two years old <laughs> that uh, there if this episode was made today, uh, it would be very different. Mm-hmm. Not oh, only yeah. because it would be much cheaper to do the effects and everything, mm-hmm. um, and I think with you know, 40, uh, almost geez, 55 plus years of Star Trek, I think they would be able to incorporate a lot more. Um, so, I don't know, I guess from a four, like maybe from like that lens, maybe give it like seven and a half, you know, so. Yeah. The 12 year, the 12 year old in me definitely gives it like 100% because I love it so much. And it's yeah. hard to critique it, but yeah, seven and a half, eight. Eight, yeah. You know, can I, can I do a 3.5 when I just think about the people that went and found the original like TO, TOS sparkle <laughs> and sounds? I'll, I'll give an extra 0.5 for the people that went and found the original. Doesn't that seem bizarre, though, thinking about the fact that they had the original camera negatives of TOS and TNG and I mean, I'm hoping they also have DS9 and Voyager and all that mm-hmm, in a right? in a mount in a mountain somewhere. I think I think yeah. TNG. I think either TOS or TNG. They were in like Kansas or something like that, Oklahoma. I can't remember in like a salt mine warehouse or whatever. So I mean, they didn't have like this available. I remember as a kid, I had a cassette tape of all of the Star Trek sound effects. I used to play Aww. it to, to sleep, like the whole like. <laughs> so it's really weird to me that like, oh, we had to dig under this like trash yeah. can to find. They couldn't the... just go to trekcore.com and pull every sound effect they right, want. Right, that yeah, seems exactly. that seems a yeah. bit apocryphal for them to be like, oh, good thing we found it under this heap of the uh, yeah. 
trash. Like, yeah. So. I know. So, John, uh, even though your score will be wedged into uh, closing doors and then blasted to shit before our, uh, the rest of the crew goes yeah. barrel rolling through the doors, what uh, what's uh, your score for this episode? That's a solid eight. I like this episode. I again, I had a lot of nostalgia there. I remember watching it when I was a kid, and uh, you know, it's I can recognize. Yeah, it's not perfect, but I'll give it a solid eight. I think it's a pretty close to perfect episode. I, <laughs> I, mean, I just I'm not, I think everything they tried to do, they kind of succeeded at. I think it's pretty good. I'm not mad at Bobby at all. I do think she should know, though, that um, of the 3,500 people that voted uh, on the IMDb <laughs> ratings, nine other people, nine people of the 3,500 gave it a three, and 22 wow. people gave it a four. Just so you know where you're gonna, where the people are gonna come down on, uh, yeah. you know, how hard they're gonna come down on you. <laughs> you would have more company if you'd given it a one. I can't wait for those people to come hard down on me. Let's it's go. It's an eight point five. Come on, the, the user down. ratings are an eight point five. Just, uh, just uh, careful. You guys, this is all nostalgia points. You guys laughed at me in the, my spot on nostalgia points, and now you're all Scott. You're like Scotty, like me. I didn't like this episode because of nostalgia. I don't really give a shit about Scotty and that much. I was going to say, James Doohan acted circles around Leonard Nimoy. What the mother in F. TNG. What the... Whoa, whoa, whoa. In that whoa. episode. In that episode. Okay, wait. Um, Rob? Well, okay. 3,000 <laughs> is, is a bigger pool than our Twitter pool. But we did get 50 plus people. Wait, did Rob... What, what was your score, Rob? Mine was 7-5. Oh, shit. This is my Dharma for this season, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I felt it coming while we were discussing. All right. Well, our Twitter poll is much more scientific than IMDb. So, 48% gave it a 3.5. No, a 9 or a 10. 40% gave it a 7 or 8. So, 88% gave it a 7 or higher. 8% gave it a 5 or 6. And 4% gave it a 4 or lower. You cannot change the laws of physics. You cannot change the laws of nostalgia, can you? You can't. I, nay, nay. <laughs> uh, just some of the comments. Uh, our friend, I think it's Scott, is behind the Spy Hards account, says, one of the better legacy episodes, lots of fun nods, yeah. but it doesn't really build on the character like Spock and Unification. I, of course, had to disagree with him there. <laughs> Bobby um, gave him a big hug. Uh, and then Jesse B., I think we mentioned her earlier, she says, an eight or nine range, not perfect, but it's fucking Scotty. How can you not love this episode? The scene with him and Picard in the holodeck, I cried. She did want a little more crusher, though, of course jesse you did if you have complaints about bobby's opinion on this i would uh, <laughs> at, i would at elon musk at twitter please at elon yeah, musk at twitter there you go perfect um we don't want to hear it <laughs> that's right well yes if you do want to do that though you can find us on twitter at greenshirt 87 is where you will find our uh highly scientific twitter polls and everything else greenshirt related you can find us on facebook at greenshirt <laughs> I can't even. I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just and on Instagram, Green Shirt Podcast. You can buy merch at shirtnerdery.com slash green shirt. Josh, is there anything you'd like to pimp out? Uh, uh, I work for a ski resort in Central Oregon called Hoodoo. If uh, you're ever in Central Oregon and need nice. to ski, come and check us out. We're locally owned and so operated. Yeah. Cool. Pretty fun. Come sneak. Go There's ski. That. Yeah. Go skiing. Very yeah. nice. Snowing today here Other in Milwaukee. Oh, We're gonna have sweet. a bunch of people in the nice. like next two months showing up. Is like, hey, I heard your episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, look out! Watch out for the deluge of people. <laughs> yeah, the listeners can't see Bobby's skiing. <laughs> you can tell I've never skied. <laughs> hey, I like what you said <laughs> about <laughs> 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 that Dyson Spear, yeah. man. Yeah. 
I had no idea that was an actual thought experiment from the 1960s. Let's talk about Dyson some more. That that audiobook sounds fantastic. I downloaded it immediately. (laughs) Audiobook sales are going to spike after this. Can't can't wait to read that novelization. (laughs) By Michael Michael Jane Friedman. What's the next episode called, John? The next episode is called Schisms. 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 Someone... Someone's. I hope it's not another Troy Mind Rape episode. Oh, God, right. It sounds like a mind mind game episode. Schism. Unless Troy is doing the mind raping, which is never okay. Ooh, maybe maybe she turns the tables <laughs> and just mind rapes everyone. Troy. No, I remember. I I remember this one. Yeah, this one's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay, I've got nothing. Give me give me a one word clue, Josh. Uh, uh, a lot of people unable to sleep. Can't. Wait, we've already done one where they can't sleep and go crazy. This is a different one. No clues. Oh, Josh is, come on, Josh is Cam. trying to throw me off. Come on, throw. Come on, Cam. You got this. Schiz- uh, schisms. Schisms. Um, that sounds like just like <laughs> my, just like jism. What's the guy's name from Arsenal of Freedom? Michael Schiavalli. Yeah. Is that Sch- guy? Yeah. 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 So he shows back up. Uh, the the Arsenal planet has like turned itself into just a giant roving weapon going around and getting rid of the. The competition and its next target is Enterprise. Cam has now invented destroy. the Death Star from Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> from Relics. That thing was such a Death Star, guys. How did we go this whole time and not mention what a Death, Death Star? Star? Yeah. Just how many tractor beams does a Death Star have, though? Come on, this thing is way cooler. Not six. Right. Not six. Uh, cool. All right, well... Thank you so much for coming, Josh. It's been a delight. Yes. It was too long since season four, so we'll get you back on for season seven. I'd love to. If you can squeeze me in before things, uh, you know. No. Uh, Josh, if and- you'll turn around, you'll see that we uh, actually got you a shuttle. So if you could just climb into that <laughs> yeah. shuttle and get on the podcast, that would be <laughs> great. Right, thanks a lot. It's been a pleasure having you. <laughs> All right, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Right, everybody. Bye. Until next time, bye. Thanks so much. Bye. Goodbye, lads and lassies. <laughs> oh, enjoy these times, Jordy.